0: live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an articles of news episode, but because of how timing in this great world works, we're going to start with the temple ticker allowing Corey K. Ward, the pharaoh himself, the ability to have as much time as he would, you know, love to be able to talk about temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lots going on. Uh, not necessarily lots super surprising, at least as far as I know. He'll clue us in on that. Corey K. Ward, the pharaoh himself, how are you? Doing great, Richie. It's fun for me to say uh, now your full title whenever I talk to you. I think that if we ever you know hung out in person, I would say, everyone, do you know my friend Corey K. Ward, the pharaoh himself? I don't think I'd ever be able to just say, <laughs> hey, Corey, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> The full title is where we go. Uh, Corey, who now, uh, the, as far as I'm concerned, specialist about temples and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, specialist above all specialists, counselors above all counselors, wonderful, marvelous. I'm, I, about, I probably shouldn't go too much further. Um, you are here to tell us about all things that are happening within the church, and a couple of dedications is where we start, which I think is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, just coming off one week um, after conference. Um, we had another two, uh, like a, a multiple dedication day. If you remember back in September, there was three temples dedicated on the same day. So now we have two temples that were dedicated on the same day. Um, the first was the McAllen, Texas temple. It was the one hundred and eighty third temple of the Church, and President or former President Ubdorf, now Elder Ubdorf, uh, was there to vi- to dedicate the temple.
0: Now McAllen, as I understand it, is basically like. The United States side of the, of the border wall, right? It's like that close. McAllen is essentially just this side inside the United States or, or is that just what I'm led to believe? It's not nearly that close.
1: Oh no, it's pretty close. The city, um, it's right there on the wall. It's part of the Rio Grande Valley, which, um, is has a Mexican side and a, a United States side. And so, um, something, uh, important that, uh, or Elder Uchtdorf did while he was um, there is he actually visited the border wall, um, which we didn't get any pictures of him walking on the border wall, um, which is interesting. But he called the border wall a symbol of division. Hmm. Um, Here's some quotes um, from, I don't know if these are from the dedication or if these are from just him talking to the reporter, but he said, Hmm. uh, the wall is a sign of individual problems and challenges. But here... Uh, at the temple, you're at a place uh, a place of peace. The spirit um, and your love for one another have no borders. And it says, he said, in a world of walls, we need to continue to build bridges. He, I guess he compared the temple to a bridge.
0: Hmm. And
1: then he said, the spreading, the spreading of the restored gospel did not stop at the political or social boundaries. It expanded to both sides of the Rio Grande.
0: Which I think is significant when you also um, recognize the political leanings, though. Apostles have no political leanings, and they are neutral as far as those things go. Uh, I know at least at one point, Elder Uchtdorf, a registered Democrat in the state of Utah. So it's interesting to know his sort of political leanings as far as that goes.
1: And coming at this time when um, the Biden administration announced that they were building more border wall, and they're getting some flack from some Democrats for that. They say that the money was allocated from the Trump administration, and they can't change what it was allocated for. Mm. But I think definitely they're taking it, trying to take a a more uh, moderate stance on the border now that they have to deal with all the stuff coming in.
0: All the discussion about the border, though, no stakes from the Mexico side are like a, that. It's not their temple. It's everyone's temple, but it's as far as assigned. It's all temp, uh, stakes within the United States that are assigned to the McAllen, Texas temple.
1: Yeah. What's interesting is that in the past, um, some of these border cities have had like uh, basically they've shared the temple. So for a long time um, in San Diego, people from Tijuana would come um, right now in Ciudad Juarez, there's three stakes in El Paso that are assigned to that temple. Hmm. Um, and so you could have predicted that maybe it would be a similar situation, but I think because of just the um, the unequal, uh, I guess, passport requirements, mm. people from the United States can easily get into Mexico if they're not like military, if they're not, if they don't have certain restrictions, um, they can easily get into Mexico and out the same day, but people from Mexico have to um, get visas far in advance if they want to visit uh, the United States. And so um, those stakes on the Mexican side will continue to attend the, I guess, the Monterey, Mexico Temple.
0: <laughs> uh, other temple is the Feather River Temple.
1: <laughs> That's right. This is the last last time in a, a little bit we're going to mention this temple. Um, but Elise Suarez was there. Um, it's the 184th temple of the church. Um, and you may think, well, why was he there? Did he have a personal connection? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's thin, but the church news, um, said that he got a, a letter from a man who said he was of Portuguese descent. And I guess there's a Portuguese, uh, community in the area. And so this is Ulysses Suarez said, and he's like, my, my parents immigrated from, uh, or from Portugal to Brazil, these, uh, Portuguese people, um, immigrated to California. So I guess he liked the, the aspect, but, um, the area is actually very, um, has a lot of, uh, cultures that have immigrated to it. Um, not least of them, uh, they, they paid tribute to that Sikh family, um, the Toomber family for selling their peach orchard, uh, many decades ago to build a meeting it's for the church to build a meeting house. And then, now there's a temple there.
0: And uh, I- interesting, uh, you put in your note that there was little opposition to this temple, which maybe we'll get into some opposition to some other temples. But but it is unique how, depending on the state, depending on the area, I mean, even here in Utah, there are some areas in the state of Utah where they're like, temple, and everyone's like, yeah, we'll help you build it. Where's the lumber? We'll bring it. And other places are like, <laughs> not there. not Not on that street. You got to move it over there.
1: Yeah, they, I think they interviewed the mayor and they said that, oh, yeah, the temple is like right across from City Hall. Mm. Everyone was super excited that it was going to be there. Um, We just have, you know, lots of faith in this community. We're excited to have another one. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Then we moved to uh, Modesto, California. Uh, Gary Sabin doing the groundbreaking took a shovel, said, roll tide and turned some dirt. Is that the same? Different Sabin. (laughs) Same Sabin, Sabin family.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know his, his family connections, I guess.
0: Uh, it's, spelled, uh, it's spelled differently, but the people <laughs> that thought that I really thought that I appreciate people that can't read a very exaggerative joke. So thank you, everyone. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, he
1: was in uh He's in Journal uh, 3070, that I think is assigned to the area. Um, in his talk, he paid tribute to a man named John Davis, who was a widower who had three children. He came to the area back in 1905. Wow. I think that's he's probably probably considered the first member in the area and a lot of people there said they said are probably descendants of him and then interestingly enough the mayor spoke at the groundbreaking which doesn't happen that often but she happens to be a member of the church
0: hmm.
1: um and she she said that um she pleads for the the city and the community to visit the temple grounds because they're peaceful
0: uh, interesting to note that John Davis, the widower who brought the three children to a uh, Modesto, uh, the newest topic of a TC Christensen movie uh coming up. <laughs> Doesn't that tell seem me, like tell me more. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> seems like right in line. TC, I know you listen to this occasionally. Think about it. John Davis, I'm not sure what you would call it. There's got to be a clever, like uh, you know, clenchy name that gets it into the church, but think about it. John Davis and Modesto. Uh, interesting about the wards there as well.
1: Yeah, um this uh temple will serve another row of stakes that are in between Sacramento and Fresno um I guess something that did happen during the weekend one of the stakes they consolidated two of their wards so they went from seven wards to five wards and so um there were some people getting uh trying to put flack on that like um there was a quote in the di- uh in the groundbreaking that said um the temp- basically the temple is a crowning achievement of the growth in an area. And so I guess they've they've reached their tip and now they're consolidating. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, people will find an opportunity to do that wherever they can for sure. And we know
1: we know that um, the church is um, kind of contracting California. Um, the membership is on the decline. They're moving out of the state. And President uh, Nelson, in his um, address to Californians a few years ago, basically said, "Ask people to to stay," and that there would be more temples built in the area. And he's, I think, announced more temples in California than any other president probably like well for sure four or five Uh, temples in california
0: it was interesting to note about this next one when we talked about hungary that the like the leaders of hungary were in the state of utah at church headquarters and then they that same either that same day or the next day or the next couple days that was when the location was announced
1: yeah that's right um the president of hungary uh her name is katalin novak um, she was in Salt Lake City and she met with the First Presidency, um, at least uh, the counselors. because as we know, President Nelson had that fall. Um, but you may think, oh, the President of Hungary, that's pretty like eminent. But uh, Hungary is one of those countries where um, the President doesn't have much power. Most of the power is in the uh, hands of the Prime Minister hmm. and the President is mostly ceremonial.
0: Hmm. And
1: so... Um, it doesn't mean she's not powerful she's in the discussions of government and everything um but yeah they said when they announced the site of the, of the budapest hungry temple a week later um one of the captions of the photo said that the temple was one of the things discussed while she was here in salt lake um so yeah it's going to be a single story temple of eighteen thousand square feet it's going to have an arrival center and a patron housing facility um you know hungary has great architecture um there's plenty of inspiration to come off with um but it's kind of located in a a newer housing development that's um in northern buddha if you didn't know the city of budapest is um basically there's buddha on one side of the river and there's pesh on the other side of the river and they just call it budapest
0: really Uh, it's
1: it's one city yeah it became one city
0: that's awesome i did not know that
1: (laughs) so the temple would be on the buddha side yeah um and it's possible that um they might take a more modern approach to the look at this temple because it will just fit in more with the new houses in the area. So it's interesting to see how they'll take this. Uh,
0: the missionary history in uh, Buda, or is it Pest, or is it Budapest, uh, is interesting to me as well. Uh, well, I guess cont- the country of Hungary as a whole.
1: Yeah, um, missionaries first came to the country in 1885. So that's um, quite a long ago. But after World War One, they they had to leave. And they didn't come back until the after, almost the fall of the... Um, of those, all the Soviet countries in 1988. Um, is pretty
0: significant. That's a good long chunk of time. Especially if you're like a family and a convert and all those things right around World War One time. 60 years? It's several generations of being like, um, one day they'll <laughs> come back. I mean, that's...
1: Yeah, either, either they immigrated from the country when the church left or they just stuck around and had to wait or their children never became members. I don't know. It would be hmm. interesting to see if there's any like continuous membership in
0: oh there have years. been doesn't there even if it's just a like a handful,
1: it's possible yeah yeah so now to the, now there's uh 5,200 members in Hungary uh, there's 20 congregations one stake and two districts and I think the temple will also probably serve people in like Romania and the the Balkans and all that area so
0: now we get to th- some uh, quick hits uh, temple that affects me my temple yay.
1: Yeah, you probably know this personally. Um, The um, Taylorsville and UDOT are planning a new traffic pattern on 4700 South, which is where the temple is. Um, Basically, they are going to remove a traffic signal that's serving the temple right now there on 4700 South and they're going to replace it with a median, so you can't turn left there anymore. Um, But they're going to open up a down the street, if you turn onto 2700 West, there's a um, roundabout that they're going to open up access to that. It's Sable Circle is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And then that will give access to the temple and they will build a new um, roundabout at Sable Circle and Chantel Avenue, which is right in front of the temple.
0: So here's what the locals think about this. <laughs> <laughs> what? the opening of that circle especially is the big thing that people are upset about the raised median is not a big deal you're just 4700 south is a big you know busy street so you're just going to it's going to force a lot of people with no being not being able to turn left to just go down until they can turn left and then flip some u turns and all that but it is a it is a large building right literally you you could throw a stone though please don't um from i215 to the temple um And uh, a lot of folks really, really anxious, not only for the temple to open, but to actually see how much traffic is impacted by it. There's a Um. lot of people that are like, this is the end of the world. The traffic will be so bad. We won't ever. And there's a lot of people also who are just saying, well, let's see, you know, this doesn't have to be the end. all be all of the solutions for this thing, but let's see how much this really impacts it all. But
1: it is yeah, a... I'm, I'm sure they're not going to start construction right away um mm-hmm. so the temple will probably open with the current traffic pattern and then they'll I'll see what happens. so
0: but uh it's definitely um a beauty piece for that part of Taylorsville um and things now sort of being inspired to be built around it or improved around it what with, with the investment there with the church with the temple there was there was some part of it there that was a little how shall we say less desirable and now it's uh now it's starting to get improved a bit so i'm excited about that for sure um and then we go to all the opposition great great that's how we're gonna you know see towards the end of this is nothing but opposition go ahead
1: (laughs) um yeah so i guess there's not really enough happening in in cody wyoming anymore with the temple so now the the press is um writing stories about you know what's gonna happen next trying to speculate uh keep those clicks going um about this topic but um basically there's an author that um you know said that uh the headline is the these temples may be controversial but they simply boost property values which has been a, kind of a sticking point with some people because they say may say oh well I don't I just don't want the temple. No, I don't care about my property values. Mm-hmm. Or the temple will keep my property values up if it's not there. Um, so they give the example of Billings, Montana, which is where the people of Cody right now attend. And back in 1999, there was an example of people pretty opposed to it. It was put in a rich neighborhood, pretty similar to this one in Cody. Um, and they thought that, you know, the temple would bring too much traffic. There'd be too much light mm-hmm. and all that. All this, all the same things that we hear every time. Um, and... Basically, the church went ahead and did end up building the temple there. And um, they interviewed someone that lives there. And they said that, um, you know, he doesn't mind the temple there. They're good neighbors. They keep their lights. They put the lights off early. Um, The traffic's not too bad because, as we know, temples don't have, like, big meetings starting. They just people trickle in throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And
0: parties, uh, they keep their parties relatively quiet. They clean up after themselves. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I always think of when I think about people being like, well, my neighbors, their dog, the, the temple's dog barks too loud. Like it's, you know, we're fairly respectful as far as that goes. If you just don't want a large building, I mean, there's not a lot that we can do about not being a large building. It needs to be a large building.
1: Yeah. And then the article notes that a lot of the houses there, they were worth around 800000 another up to $3 million in, Jeez. Uh, in cost, which... You know, uh, all, of Ment- all of Montana has seen their house prices uh, go up a lot. Um, So maybe more correlation than causation. But they said the other parts of the city with similar um, houses didn't go up as much. So, yeah.
0: Now that's like, because hey, my property taxes are more, too. Thanks a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true as well. So you can never be happy.
0: No, never. Like, people will never. And it's not that I'm necessarily defending it or not defending it. It's just that people... We'll find always something. Uh, and sometimes I, I, I find myself agreeing a little bit more with it and sometimes not. Like, for instance, uh, as we move towards the Heber Valley Temple, um, I I really find um, myself looking at the Heber Valley Temple and going, okay, guys, it's a, a dark sky part of the country. And that seems a little bit more precious to me than just like a property value or something else. Okay, that, that's uh, me personally, obviously.
1: No, I guess I don't really know the history of um, the dark sky, if it's if people are more concerned with it after the fact or if it's always been a thing. Because uh, as you know, the county didn't really have a strict policy about it until people started um, being worried about the temple. And so um, it just makes me uh, wonder if people are more retrospectively looking back on this. I don't know. But there's a group called um, Save Our Washage Back Skies They've been they've been putting. They even put out like videos. Uh, they, I saw this video the other day where they have this daughter talking, like this is how to talk to your parents about how bad the temple is, basically, <laughs> and trying trying to convince them that you know we've been trampled on. We we need to be treated better by the church. Hmm. Um, and in addition, they also rebutted. A, the church um, sent out a letter, and then they sent out a rebuttal to the letter. So um, you can read that in the show notes if you would like.
0: Well, I so the interesting thing if people don't know what dark sky um, like area is, it's different than like say that the church was going into a highly forested area, right? And and everyone's like, wow, the forest and all the oxygen it produces and all these things, right? Um, well, then the church could say something like, well, listen, we're going to plant a hundred thousand trees because we're making this temple in this particular area. Well, that. Though not exactly the same, can sort of balance out what they're doing. But when you have a dark sky area, it's there, there, um, is a thing called light pollution. I think some people know about this, but maybe not everyone. If you're ever up hiking, um, particularly like uh, around maybe uh, up on the Y and and you're looking down on Provo and you look up sort of towards the sky, you can see that the light goes up into the sky. Well, Heber Valley is one of, I don't know, there's a few places, probably, I would bet probably less than 100 that are dark sky communities where the light pollution is kept at a level. And you're looking it up, and I love that you are. But, like, (laughs) you're able to um, observe things with a naked eye in a dark sky community. It's the... There are certain, um, like, birds and some of those things that are able to exist in dark sky communities. Like, it's a whole ecosystem of a dark sky. And obviously, once upon a time, everywhere was a dark sky because we didn't have lights. And as cities and metropolitan areas have grown and light pollution has increased, there are fewer and fewer. And so I think the thing that the people of the Hebrew Valley are clinging to saying, hey, listen, once this is gone, it's gone. It's not that we can, you know, bring this back, especially like once you set the precedent for, um, once you set the precedent for one building to be able to do it, if they don't allow everyone to do it after that, then it's like discriminatory. So that's the thing that I think they're fearing. It's not that it's going to kill them or something like that. So
1: I don't know. Okay. Yeah. That's a good perspective. Thanks. Um, yeah. the church, uh, did write a letter basically kind of, saying, you know, this is a drop in the bucket. Like, the county is growing anyways. And so, you know, the fact that the dark skies are under threat is just a fact of, of development. And no matter what you build, eventually it's going to be like that.
0: Um, so it's fa- that... just
1: a fact of a community growing um, from, you know, small to medium.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I don't like, and I don't know how much truth it is, but if but if it is true, I don't care for it at all. There are people talking about how um, there are, are people within the city or people that um, may speak out about it that don't feel like they can speak out about it because whether outwardly or vaguely uh, mentioned that their temple recommend or that their church status would be in question if they opposed the temple Again, it's one of those things where it's like, well, my brother said that the bishop said that the first counselor might have said I I don't know that those things are true. But if in fact there's using, you know, they're using some sort of worthiness as intimidation to agree with this and push it through, I don't care for that at all. I don't think that's I, I can't I can't imagine a scenario where um hopefully, where church leadership would be happy with something like that, or certainly where Jesus would be like, yeah, guys, this is the way I would like you to get this done that that does not seem the way.
1: Yeah, that would be a problem if anything does occur with that.
0: But there are definitely um, these rumors of that, for sure.
1: Something also interesting about this temple is that the county is requiring them to put a red light on top of the temple um, because it is in the path of the airport. Hmm. And so um, I kind of think this is like over regulation like I it's so far away from the airport like any um airplanes that are going that low are like not doing what they should do and if they can't see a big white building i don't know if a little red dot on the top of the temple is going to uh, do much um i think for many years the london england temple was pretty similar they had a red light um above the temple and then eventually the airports the government was just like, yeah, you can take it off. It doesn't do anything. Hmm. So it's interesting that they're they're
0: requiring this. I think it's kind of silly. but It could be maybe a similar thing where they think that they're out of control, so they have to go all the controls. And then as things kind of roll out, maybe it'll, it'll be less and less. Uh, I'm interested to see this, the Nauvoo, Illinois Temple, the last temple. The last thing we'll talk about today is on your list. What's going on there?
1: Yeah, they've just been trying to build a new visitor center for the past year. Um, they said this is not to replace the current Nauvoo Visitor Center, but this will be specifically a temple visitor center. Hmm. And it will be located kind of to the, so if you know, if you ever been to Nauvoo, it's on a bluff that overlooks the Mississippi and there's this big green field in the front. And so I don't think, I think the visitor center won't be right in front where that Joseph Smith, Hiram Smith statue on horses is, but it will be located to the, I guess it would be the North. So it will be located in front of the Catholic Church, which is right there um, next to the temple. And um, there's some people that have been concerned um, as the church has gone to the sea for approval. Um, But they're working with um, them. They're working to improve the road. Um, Some of the driveways, um, they've even uh, um, are going to permit the Catholic Church and the elementary school to share the 120 parking stalls that are there on the site. Um, So it looks like things are going forward. Um, There's not like super negative. It's a collaborative process. Um, They said that the center will be 24,000 square feet. They'll have a a theater that seats 240 people. They'll have interactive experiences. They'll have stained glass that depicts Jesus Christ. They'll have um, big windows that face the temple. And they'll have exhibits that tell the story of Nauvoo with artifacts from the original temple.
0: Now, will uh, part of the visitor center be the ability to go down and see the tomb of Joseph Smith? Like we <laughs> talked about uh, back in episode 512. People can find a link to that in the show notes. Are we going to be able to go down into the catacombs? And It is like right stories? across the
1: street, I believe, is where that location was. So that'd be, be cool.
0: I hope so. How cool. Well, uh, all things temples of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He is the professional, the The capital T-H-E-E, Corey K. Ward, the pharaoh himself. As always, thank you for putting all this together and also putting up with the obnoxious messages that I sent you uh, over and over and over again as I was happening upon Temple News. Until there's some more news, uh, we wish you good day, sir. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get
2: a brand new PC Laptops desktop and they start at only $29 a month. And it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop and they start at only $29 a month. And it comes with a lifetime warranty. Just check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Imagine- affordable design let it be lennon design call 801-699-3022 or visit lennondesign.com
0: and here in the second block of the cultural hall we welcome in mr mayor i don't know where you've been i don't know where you've been hiding i don't know where uh,
2: i know been it's been a minute since yeah, i've what's been your on deal? The...
0: what's your deal pal it's not I've me. been traveling i've oh, been traveling
2: okay i've been all over the place i've yeah. been it seems every week i'm somewhere
0: yeah <laughs> uh have you been uh to every port uh across the world? You
2: no, I've been to. I was in Flo- uh, I was in Florida yesterday. Okay. I was in Arizona. Okay. I was in St. Louis. I was in uh uh man, why am I missing that I, I've been at so many more places than I can think of. There's just too many. But I've been yeah, work's got me moving around the country right now.
0: Do you have a pretty señorita waiting for you down in Old Mexico?
2: And well, it, I have one in old year? Austin Town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> old song. I'm quoting. Uh, yeah. Well, so let me ask you this: uh, When you're on the road, you're traveling. And uh, do you try and and uh, sightsee? Do you try and church see? Or are you like, listen, I'm at the I'm at the place where I'm doing business, and then I'm at the hotel, and I'm eating a handful, literally, of food, and then going to bed. Mostly the latter.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, once in a while. So uh, I went to independence once while I was traveling around.
0: Missouri, I presume.
2: Yeah, yeah. And saw the um not independent. Yeah, I went to independence, but I also saw the Liberty Jail, which is not too far away. Went to a few of those places I saw. You know, went to the the visitor center there. Kind of independence is cool because you go to the the uh community of christ temple there's a church visitor center across the street and like five other churches that are related to Yeah, the
0: temple lot is uh, one of the other corners there yeah. well. the temple lot church
2: yeah yeah so it's kind of fun you walk around and you can see what you know what they're all doing so okay and things are well things are going really well yep
0: good good
2: yep. things uh, are going very
0: i uh i i think uh unless you have something super pressing Maybe we get right into news. What do you think about that? Uh, I, I'm good. I'm good to go. I want you to know um, that we are going to do news, and I would like Peter, that is Peter the Brinehold, to hit it. You
2: can't lose articles
0: of news. And away we go. I want you to know several people uh, tried to to take this story from you. But I said nope. The Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square, their Christmas concert—that is Mister Mayer's story.
2: I—I've got two of them related to that. So okay. I want to start with the fall concert. So if you didn't okay. know, the fall concert is coming up. It's on October 27th, um, and you can go to the fall concert for free. Now, we also—they also recently announced the Temple Square uh, Choir, uh, Temple Square concert. For Christmas, for the Tabernacle Choir. Mm-hmm. And they, they announced two guests um, a Broadway star who is known for performing Aladdin. He's been in Phantom of the Opera and others. His name's, I'm going to get it wrong, Michael Malekal. Michael oh, man, that was nailed terrible. It. No, that was, perfect. nailed it. Nailed it. And um, for if you're a Dan, Downton Abbey fan, uh, Leslie Nicole, she's from, um, so they're going to be coming tonight. But here is a, I'll call it a Mormon life hack. Okay. <laughs> if, if you go to October 27th fall concert and go watch their wonderful fall concert with, by the way, some um, some uh, personal work by Mac Wilberg himself, um, you can exchange your ticket there. Phys- you have to be physically there with your ticket. You can exchange it for a general admission ticket to the Christmas concert. How many people have sat online trying to get through that lottery just to get tickets? When you can go to October 27th, go to the concert, hmm. um, the fall concert, and you can exchange that ticket. Um, and it's on, not, I'm not it lying. Not, it's no, on the no, page. I, know. Yeah.
0: I, I, I read it. I read it. Is it not very well attended? Is that why they do that? Or they, I, I don't know. i am try trying to push attendance towards that or what?
2: I, that's what I'm assuming. They're saying, "Hey, if you you know, we want our audiences to grow for all of our concerts. Let's mm-hmm. promote other concerts and see if we can get other people coming and watching them. And this is a great opportunity to go have a great time in the fall colors in Salt Lake in downtown Temple Square, do all that fun stuff. Go eat wherever you like to eat, do all the fun things, and it, get get your tickets set for." the Christmas concert yep. coming up. I love that. I mean, I've sat because I'm out of state. I've had family members have asked me to, maybe I can get in through the lottery because I'm out of state, and mm-hmm. we, you know, and then I'll give them the ticket. Never been able to. Mm. So um, I'd love to see this. I don't know if they're going to do something similar, man. It would be really cool if they do the bells on temple square too, that way you can promote them too. But I don't know if that's going on. I this is well, the only one I
0: know. Well, I you've been traveling. I think that you should uh, negotiate a, a travel for you to come to Utah right around the 27th of October. The thing that I would love, and I know that this is not ever going to happen, but I think that it would be a curious show to see. I would like to see sort of a Halloween show from the Tabernacle yes. Choir at Temple they Square, right? Do it. Richard Elliott. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, do Phantom of the Opera. Dun, 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 dun. Do, do yes. the, I mean, there's,
2: there's so many. So many classical pieces that would dr- drive to that. You could do that. Um, I mean, they have like some of the Gregorian chants that can yes. all go all going. Yes, there would be.
0: It would be a lot of fun. It could. Be. I think
2: it would be. It would go over like the Gangbusters.
0: Truthfully, yep. but but because ha- Halloween is a pagan holiday, and most of those things are the worship of you know bad spirits, and maybe that's the thing. Is that the visible thing that we can't go into? Because I don't know. Uh,
2: I don't know. They could call it the just they could they don't have to say Halloween. Maybe Halloween name is the problem. They can just say October all Choir, It's an all, all spirits, spirits festival. Yeah, all <laughs> spirits. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, out there. Mormon life hack or LDS member of the LDS Church or member of the church. I'll of take Jesus Mormon Christ Life Hack
0: because what you're gonna try and <laughs> couch that as is far too long and I don't have time for it. Uh <laughs> so yeah, fun stuff. I thought this was interesting. found this article yesterday um, about um, uh, genealogy and about what an industry um, genealogy is. So currently, uh, genealogy companies uh, are assumed to make about $5 billion, with a B, $5 billion annually in services, products, subscriptions, etc., that are affiliated with um genealogy which okay it's a lot you think about a you know you think about the travel associated you think about some of these like um tests so it kind of lumps in all the things right they say just 10 years from now it will have tripled 16 billion is what they estimate by the end of 2033 wow and so when you think about um like the leaders in genealogy genealogy research genealogy products etc you think of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints and the majority of the products that we offer that is as the church offer are free free resources but there are a few that the church offers that are free for members of the church but are based on a subscription basis to people that are not members of the church and i don't think that we think about how much money the church is able to pull in from this particular arm. I mean, I'm oh, sure-
2: imagine it's a ton. Uh,
0: yeah, but I'm sure we're not making the whole, in the entire 5 billion. I'm sure there are other entities that are yeah. making that, but uh, to, to note that we would be even a small portion of the current 5 billion and then uh, an exponential small portion of the estimated 16 billion, that's significant and a thing I just never, ever thought about.
2: There was a time and it's probably changed. There was a time when the internet was young that they said that there was only, there was the two biggest industries on the internet. This was probably like early two thousands or something like that. True. I don't know what it is now. And the two biggest industries were genealogy and the porn industry.
0: Yeah. 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 There, I mean, I, now you think about it and you obviously Amazon and you know, the yeah, yeah. purchase. Store. Yeah. I don't think it would be
2: the same because back then, you know, we didn't have the e-commerce that we have now. Now, I don't know what would be the biggest interest. I think that between probably Apple and Amazon, and they're they're up there some of the biggest stuff. I mean, I've got to order some Amazon later today.
0: Well, <laughs> throw one in for me. I don't care what it is. Just have a yeah. just anything. Yeah, anything. Anything. Co- another co- another thing.
2: copy of my book.
0: Perfect. <laughs> whatever whatever you would like to order me on Amazon, send it over my way. Um, I thought that was interesting. This is a hard shift to another thing that I saw on the internet. So that will be the loose segue that I'll use. Elder Holland, uh, posting on social media, I think yesterday, maybe the day before, as we record this, um, talking about the passing of his wife. And I actually wanted to read it. I thought this was very sweet. Did you see this?
2: I haven't had a chance to read it. I've seen it all over and I've been meaning to click on it, but I haven't had a chance.
0: So uh says, most of you will know that my wife, Pat, passed away last July with complications from COVID and other respiratory problems. I am brokenhearted and lonely, but that is the price we pay for love in the world. I look forward to rejoining her. But the wonder of life goes on, including for these two great-grandchildren. That's the picture that he posts in association with this. It's these adorable, cute little, you know, babies, less than a year babies, and they're kind of sitting on Grandpa Holland's lap. Uh, who, with our other family members, were the delight of Pat's life. Her passing and their arrival are a reminder that both birth and death are a part of the Savior's plan of happiness. I dearly, deeply miss Pat, but I'm grateful for a new generation in our family. This is why we speak of family so much in The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for, as President Russell M. Nelson has said, salvation is an individual experience, but exaltation is a family experience. Goes on, I bear witness of the beauty of this plan and that all is well if we live for its promises. I'm trying to live worthily of those promises and the trust that those living on Pat's side of the veil have in those of us who have access to the temple where many of those promises are revealed. I just thought that was really sweet, super significant. Elder Holland, you know, maybe one of my favorite as I know he is for a lot of people, but just a very sweet from the heart. I feel like sometimes posts that you get shared from you know general authorities um social media pages are not I, I don't really feel like they're from the general authority maybe they are and that's just me being cynical but definitely with that one it's like yeah you can you can sort of feel the elder holland emanating from the words that he's written about you know his sweet I, I imagine
2: someone's posting them they're probably their words, but i mean there's there a lot of words from the apostles that they could pull out of how many different talks
0: well but you know like sometimes when you read something and this doesn't this yeah. isn't necessarily applicable to apostles only but like you follow uh an influencer or a product and you're like yeah i know the tone of how that normally sounds from that individual and then you read the, one particular post and you're like um i don't that's know that's, that, an that's assistant. the exact same <laughs> thing that, that feels uh, you know i follow
2: elvis i know this is it's um and, <laughs> How's and he doing? i never I never, I never can tell whether it's him or yeah. someone else.
0: <laughs> you make the joke, but I know there's lots of people who still
2: believe. Well, I, well, he would be, he would be pretty old now, but yeah. he joined the church. I know that's what happened. Sure. He joined the church at the end and he needed a, a way. So he's really been, he's really been disguising himself as the temple president in Memphis. Perfect. or Nashville.
0: Does he look like the guy? Because that would be the kicker as if you could. That would be really picture, awesome. And that's what that person looks like because that would be rad.
2: That's a place I'll be in December. I'm going to be in Memphis. So
0: well, that'll... I hope you're going to Graceland.
2: Oh, I've never been to Memphis yet. So Sun Records and Graceland, oh I'll make God. sure to go. Yep. I already told my colleague, I'm like, sorry, we're not going to anywhere fun for dinner because yep. I'm going to the least stand out, even if I can't get in, stand outside those two locations.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, what other news stories have you mr mayor so
2: ha- i don't know if you covered this because i didn't listen
0: <laughs> that's fine <laughs> um, did I'll you cover you.
2: anything about uh a general conference jeopardy
0: uh no tell me about general oh. conference jeopardy. general conference
2: jeopardy so i just found this this morning and i thought it was pretty cool elder anderson's family plays and it's not just any just you know something they post up on a put up on a a little you know copy paste bingo chart like some people do okay okay. they play a general conference jeopardy that you can download by the way and i'll provide the link in the show notes you can download this and it's it's basically i don't know who writes it but they 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 put it together and you get points you can get into two different teams and you uh, and it goes through all the different talks and lets you answer questions about it, and then encourage you to share your testimony and your thoughts on on things and what you learned about Jeopardy at the end. I learned about Jeopardy. What you learned about general from general conference at the
0: end. So but this is the, a this is a post general conference sort of recap to yeah. Is that what it is? Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's it's a way to kind of you know re- remind yourself what's going on. I don't know if they're writing them like during the day and then they post this after because this isn't that long after general conference is over and it's already up so someone spends some time probably after they get all posted up on there writing these these uh trivia questions for their family and i think it's pretty cool i didn't click on it because i i don't want to give away i want to i want to play this i'm going to sit and play mm-hmm. this and i thought maybe we should play it one day we should get the co-hosts of yeah, the, i'm in. Like, let's get everyone. We'll separate into teams. Sure. We'll play Boy the, general the conference.
0: girls. That's what that is.
2: That sounds that sounds like a blast of an episode to play general conference jeopardy. I mean,
0: we'll bring back DJ Rob, who I didn't know uh, was a DJ, but he also does game shows. You didn't know he was a DJ. No, I but didn't he, know that. His name's, <laughs> I his didn't name's know DJ that. Rob. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, we'll get him to host because he sometimes will host game shows. Oh, guest, that was great. Guest host. And that way, I can play, so I don't get to uh, sit by the wayside again. This is
2: something we should do within I'm on, the next I'm on week.
0: It. I'm on it. I'll I'll look into it. I'll try and uh, get everyone scheduled. That's going to be the monster of that whole thing. But I'm and at, then we,
2: if they do this every time, we, every general conference, we should do this.
0: Absolutely, and uh, I think that we should uh, keep score and have uh, side bets. Of course, not for money, but side bets. Um. I had an interesting thing. So the Powerball, uh, at least as far as I know, not one on the 11th, maybe it was, and I just hadn't received that word, but almost $2 billion now. Uh, I played. I Well, and so did I, and I caught a little bit of shade online uh, about, because I don't live in a state where you can buy Powerball tickets, so I have to Uh have an enabler. Oh, and there Uh was a winner. There was a winner. Shoot. All right, well... Well, maybe it's me then. Nope. Did you buy your ticket in California? No. Yeah. So we're out. But when it starts Stupid to get, Cal. like, into the ridiculous amounts of money, I try and find that enabler to buy me a ticket or two. And uh, and uh, so I put it out, and there were a couple of people that responded, and one is in Idaho, and one is in Wyoming, and then they kind of went after each other, which I thought was very funny. Um... And ultimately, I ended up buying from the person in Wyoming because Idaho, uh, you have to report who you are if you win and be seen on camera and, you know, have it be like, you know, John from Salt Lake City is the winner of this. But uh, if you buy in Wyoming, you can accept your winnings anonymously. So
2: I don't know what the rule is in Texas.
0: The rule is you have to bring a gun, a six shooter. Yeah, that's that is the rule for Texas. Well, if
2: I won that amount of money, I'll tell you, I'd be buying some weapons to protect it. Right. Because I would I would make them give it all to me in cash and put it in the center of my my house and then st- st- walk around okay. it with us with with weapons
0: yes all day that's all you do stress that's all I do your hands about it yeah it's an interesting thing I went down the rabbit hole a little bit because I think anyone who plays that kind of stuff goes you know I could I you know I've got just as good a chance as anyone else and I'm reading a blog about like what they recommend if you are the winner of one of these big jackpots and then you read the horror stories of how it's ruined the lives of other people and you know the team nearly that, everyone you
2: know. who wins it ruins their lives For what no
0: not everyone no i said i, near. I said nearly. I, re- I reject the everyone but nearly everyone because think about it you've got a life that you're leading one way and then uh what you, it changes completely i i I was thinking about it because again, I start to put myself in this and this is what's so dangerous about it. Is you go. Yeah, of course I could. Um, I was like, yeah, I'd probably, I don't think I'd move. I think I'd probably spend. I might move back money- to Utah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't know initially. Like I've thought about this. Like if I got it, I would probably give myself a year before I did any major changes. I would yeah. treat it like a death. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd put it in the bank. I'd do some things to make sure it's protected and everything else. And then I, I would not do anything to it to for, with it for a year.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I major, would, anything would, major. Yeah. I would want to have a plan. I'd probably invest. Mm. I really like the house that I'm in. There's some things that are a little quirky about this that like, I, I like your house. I think it's cool. Thank you very much. It's got a beautiful view. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous. There are some things that I would do that, uh, that like I could justify that, you know, I didn't nearly win a billion dollars. Cause of course taxes, right. That people could just be like, Oh Man, he saved up and was able to afford to do that. Like some of those kind of things that I would probably do, but I think I would probably more like I would find a couple other places that I would want to go, and I would probably just buy a reasonable home there, a reasonable ish home
2: there. I I'd, I'd keep my job. Um, I think I cause first of all I need something to do. Sure, and um, I would yeah you know, probably go on a fun trip. Yeah. And and definitely pay off pay off my house, but that yeah. stuff that is hidden behind the scenes. Um, and then yeah, I'd give it a, a good year before I made any major life changing sure. decisions or anything.
0: Before like you that. get a golden toilet seat or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: you know I I really want the golden. Let's <laughs> I just wake up been... in the. I mean, I the ceramic stuff. No, I don't know. Oh my god, my bum's not.
0: Well, listen, no. when, you warm, when you warm up a gold toilet seat with your bum, that's warmth. That's real that's warmth.
2: That's right. That's real warmth. It goes right to the heart.
0: Uh, when I say Dan Reynolds, do you know who that who that individual is?
2: Why do I know Dan Reynolds? Yeah, that thing, I can't think of it. Lead singer that, of
0: Imagine Dragons.
2: Yes, there you
0: go. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time, I think he still considers himself Mormon, but doesn't practice. So if you asked him, he'd be like, yeah, of course I am. Isn't he
2: a former guest of the Cultural Hall? He
0: has been here before. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Uh, it was a short episode, but glad to be able to visit with him. Um, he shared, and I think he shared this before, uh, but what I there was a part of his story that I, I thought was sort of interesting. So um, he, back in the news, because Love Loud, this festival that's essentially was only in Salt Lake, uh, uh, essentially love for the LGBTQ community here in Salt Lake. He and Tyler Glenn from the Neon Trees, also a previous guest of the Cultural Hall, they got together and said, you know what? This community could really use some outpouring of love from everyone for the LGBTQ community. Let's start this. So then they get these LGBTQ friendly artists and they put on a big show and they call it the Love Loud Festival. They did it for five years and now... Uh, This year, uh, as I understand it, or maybe it is the early part of next year, Love Loud is going to two other cities. It will be in Austin, Texas. No, really? Yeah, for real. Uh, And uh, David Archuleta is going to be a part of it and Tegan and Sarah and some other folks. Uh, And also Washington, D.C. And the hopes for Washington, D.C. is they're going to try and invite some um, conservative lawmaker folk to come to the festival and see exactly what everything Mike Lee. What's that? (laughs) Mike Lee. Yeah. I thought you said likely. And then it dawned on me exactly what you said. Um, So uh, all to say there was a part of uh, when he's doing this media hit about this, um, they're actually, they're asking him, Hey, so why is this? Why does this matter so much to you? Why did you start doing this? You know, where does the history of all this go? And, and this um, th- this I've never heard before and never heard anything about. I've only a teeny bit started to research into it. But he goes on to say, when I was in high school, one of my friends who was Mormon and queer had come out and been rejected. Um, Reynolds, who grew up as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day saints recalls, he ended up going in front of the LDS temple and took his life. And that was a real moment. That was a shifter for me. That this this is a really broken system. And um, what I don't know is anything about that story um, about who that individual was. This is not any sort of insinuation that I don't think that Dan Reynolds is being honest. Uh, I just Dan I just, was from Las Vegas area. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone knows anything uh, about this just horribly tragic story. Uh, I would I would be interested to know more about it, know um more about who that individual was um about that individual's family uh, and, and just kind of know you know, is it is it a literal he went to the temple and that was where um that took place. I know it may be a little bit morbid for some folks, but it is a, a curiosity to me only because like I feel like uh, a story like that would have been. Maybe more in the news now granted this is probably early two thousands, so maybe not but i think that that would be a story that would be more in the news so i would be curious to learn more about that individual and yeah that. i
2: like to know the deeper deeper understanding of that story because i think i think our tendency in the church is to, to say oh we can solve this problem by just and then whatever comes out of that yep. is usually awful not awful but like or it's it's not it's it's not thought well it's usually too simplistic we just fill in the blank whether it's hold to the church hold to the morality or just just love them and do you know it's sometimes just too and it needs to be more nuanced than that it needs to you need to i mean cuz every situation is is different um yes we need to love and and show compassion but there's got to be new ways we can um we can reach out to those who are and and, and not reject them Right. Mm-hmm. And that idea that visitors welcome uh, are welcome should be one of our I mean, it's on the front of all of our buildings. It should be our, our mantra. We should put it on our missionaries badges. We should, mm-hmm. should accept everything about them in the in the Mr., Mr. Rogers sense. We should accept everything about them.
0: Yeah. Hard, though. Hard to do. Oh, extremely. Um, Even for the people of the greatest intent. Right. Still a difficult thing to do. But I, I think that we would all do well to try and um, be a little bit better about that. This is an article I've been hanging on to for a while. Um, the Just for I, me? Well, no, no, not at all. Just because I, I put all of these stories in a vault, and then because we always talk about like personal things and things that are going on for too long, not, again, just you, but literally any of the hosts that come in, we don't always get to uh, enough of the news. Um, there is... Uh, <laughs> an article find the link in the show notes if you want to get really deep into this um about john taylor's pocket watch now do you know sort of the lore about john taylor's pocket watch
2: well yeah the john taylor's pocket watch mad uh uh, magically um miraculously saved him when he was in the carthage jail and the bullet hit the watch and kept him from dying and all that stuff and i know
0: that that's not that's that that's legend Um, That's the legend anyway. So there is a multi-year investigation that has just concluded about whether or not the pocket watch of John Taylor actually saved his life. And? Multiple historians, different looks, different experiments around it. Like, imagine uh, LDS Church Mythbusters and... Uh, Why aren't we seeing and, this on, we should be seeing this
2: between general conference. There should be a myth Agreed. Like in those little, those little videos between general,
0: they should be all over this. Agreed. Um, And, and what I, you know, I'm hesitant to tell you what the uh, discovery found or didn't find. My I assumption is that I want you to go and, it to go and it search light. it out, but it said it's indeterminable. <laughs> it's indeterminable.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I actually prefer indeterminable because okay. of indeterminate because then the legend lives and then we don't have to we don't have to go one way or the other you can believe the legend or you cannot believe the legend everyone's fine we can just move on and be happy i i prefer indeterminable. <laughs> uh
0: so uh yeah so it, it it really is like it is a nerd's paradise if you want to get into the research of it it is so deep i do i will be did looking into they consider into that. this yes they did but what about oha uh huh uh-huh. yep and did they? Uh huh. And it's more they? interesting
2: than the picture of Joseph Smith last year, even though that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. That's that's a that is a bold claim. I think that's the prophet Joseph Smith. I think most people that are really really close to it really think that it is. I think that it is the main membership of the church that looks at what we've been told Joseph Smith looks like, and then looks at that picture and goes, "Nope, I reject you know, that."
2: I actually think it's real. Like, um. I, you know, the, the more and more I read about it, the more and more, and again, there is no way to determine it, but Mm -hmm. it does feel like it's leaning significantly towards that being. it And my vision of Joseph Smith has changed in that. I, I, I I
0: actually feel closer
2: to him because of that. So yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. And, and I, I, I like it. I like the idea of, even if it's not him necessarily i like the idea of uh being able to associate more closely a picture of the prophet as opposed to yeah. a painting i think it
2: humanizes that, that him where i think when i was growing up to say he was deified would have been too too much but there was this this point in my life where i i, I think i felt that he was second to jesus christ which that's a that's a terrible statement just because of the way i grew up and how things
0: well uh, it's that it's that old quote yeah joseph smith it's done more for the world except for jesus christ yeah that's where that comes from
2: yeah and and of course that you got to look at the context when that was said and and yes uh, you would say the restoration uh, of the church would be a very very significant thing right but but still you can't you know there's a there's a human side of things, but then there's Jesus Christ, which is way different. So it helps to humanize him, helps to understand that he's a fallible human being that had a an amazing calling and that was gifted and visionary and 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 if you believe it like I do, inspired and provided direct revelation from from God, mm-hmm. all those things being true, it still humanizes him, puts him at our level that any of us can receive that our personal revelation right in the same same kind of idea
0: yeah do you have uh any other news stories that you wish to bring forward
2: yes yeah, so that a few weeks ago i guess months ago we we uh, uh someone on here uh talked about the mom's baby shower in, in chicago um I, okay. I know that was a that was well i think i actually gave it months ago, the mom's baby shower uh, moms is a uh, stands for maternal outcomes matter showers. So basically okay. they give um, baby showers for at-risk um, pregnancies in, in cities and, and the just serve organization, which is a, a church organization have been supporting this. And so they just did another baby shower in Dallas. So they also promote while they were in town, the just serve organization promoted, assisting a food pantry, a literacy program, a a homeless shelter. So Just Serve, doing a a wonderful job throughout the country through these mom's baby showers and other efforts. If you are interested, please go go to JustServe.org. There is a lot of ways that you can serve your community uh, and be that, you know, that angel that, that someone needs Uh, now through your service. So
0: I love it. And it's especially good if you were looking for something. Sometimes people will say, you know, I'm looking for like a weekly thing that I can do and I need it to be three hours. And you can do those kind of things. But even better if you're just like, you know what? My Sunday afternoon, my Tuesday morning, my whatever has become clear, and I'm just looking for, you know, something that I can do a one-off. I don't need a bunch of training. I don't want to. You know, commit myself for the rest of 2024 and all the things that you're just looking for something to do, you can find those opportunities to be able to serve through just serve.org.
2: Family home evenings, get your in or or just anything to get your family away from screens mm-hmm. for a minute and mm-hmm. interact with real people and serve. That's a great opportunity. Your Elders Quorum, your relief society, you're looking for a service at just serve.org. I mean, there's a lot of cool things you can do. and we're coming up on Christmas. So Christmas everyone gets their mindset around that. There's thousands of opportunities to serve so uh
0: this is a couple weeks old, but it's uh it's good enough that I want I have co- held on to it and wanted to share it. Vince Vaughn, uh the actor, uh got to be the like so game day, college game day on ESPN they have a celebrity that comes and uh you know gets to to help pick and talk about the different teams that are playing, right? and uh he makes a, a a what i thought was pretty clever joke and that's why i've held on held on to it um he was the guest pick when um BYU played Kansas so those that are sports fans know how long ago that is everyone else is like okay so he's like Kansas whatever um so he's talking about why he picked BYU to win the game and said the following and this is all i want to share about this because i think it's super funny it says quote i think BYU gets it done a lot of the team play. A lot of the players on that team have already applied for a reverse mortgage. <laughs> You're going to have <laughs> a bunch of thirty year olds bringing veteran experience. Give me BYU," said Vaughn. So uh, I appreciated the heck out of that. I thought that was super, super funny to be able uh, to, good. to hear that and and making sure light of the fact that the average age of a BYU football player is 21.7 years old, and I think the average. Uh, college football player is like 20 and some early change, right? Like 20.3 or something like that. So it is older, but the nature of the thing, um, roots tech, going back to where we originally started in this with the uh, genealogy roots tech, 2024 registration is now open. So if you want to be a part of that, it's February 29th. That's right. Because next year is a leap year. Uh, it is the, the 29th through the second at the salt palace in downtown salt Lake, the they th- should have
2: a whole genealogy section on babies that were born on the 29th of February and that are only so, so my, like, pirates. Of They're State seven University. years old. They're seven years, if you, according
0: to birthdays. The theme of the 2024 event will be, quote, remember, quote. <laughs> well, okay. Yep. Remember. So, well, there you, go. Uh, you have until the 17th of November of 2023. Uh, to get that uh, ticket for just $99. Uh, otherwise, uh, it goes up in cost. And then the- you, online- you know, my
2: comment about genealogy and porn, I just wonder if there's ever been a tech conference and a porn conference that's going on at the same time
0: uh yeah interesting i mean probably same time certainly probably not the same place i think most of the um those conventions happened like the las Las vegas Vegas. convention center half of it is one half of it that would be quite that would be quite the merge of um of different interests coming into one place where i thought you were going with that for sure was uh a genealogy of porn which i guess might be sort of interesting i don't know could, could we, academic- I don't
2: know how you would research that and stay and not get into some. Yeah. Not, of-
0: yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. But, but an interesting, uh, I don't know, maybe an academic look at it. Um, I don't know. We digress, right? Is there anything else that I really want to hit? Well, we've got, uh, one another to be able to speak about news. I've got, Oh, I'll, t- I'll share this. So, uh, Corey Richard Richards. um, this is the woman who, um, she, she was building a house. In fact, I drove by this house just the other day up in Heber city, gorgeous, beautiful multi-million-dollar house. Um, her husband said to his family, if I die, look to my wife, that's probably who did it. Um, and she, uh, she, she killed him allegedly, uh, with, uh, fentanyl overdose and, um, As I understand it, it happened shortly after he found out about, like, loans that she was taking out to try and complete this house. There was some thought that they were going to be able to afford, like, a portion of it, but then she kind of got swept up in it. He said, we can't do this, and she said, watch me, and then uh, it it, shortly thereafter unraveled. The home, still not finished up in Heber, Uh, cows live in its yard, and it's fenced off, and the uh, completion of the building has been paused. I guess while the while the court case is going on, she's now charged with um, witness tampering. So they found a um, a six page document in her jail cell that I believe was addressed to um, her brother. I want to say no, to her mom. Oh yeah, to her mom about her brother to testify falsely uh, about, uh, a portion of what would come up in court. And it's interesting. So the other part of the story that I did not mention is, so Corey, after her husband passed or was murdered, um, wrote a book and then did a big media tour about how to talk to your young children about the passing of a parent. Uh, you're about how you killed them. <laughs> yeah. We, well, I mean, no, it was just about like, no, Oh, I know the loss, but she went on knowing what she had done and, you know, did these things eerie for a lot of folks. Allegedly done. Yeah, allegedly done. So um, the these documents, they get uh, seized, for lack of a better term, from her jail cell or jail cell, as it would better be said, not in Utah. Um, and they're like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I know it looks like uh, witness tampering, but um, uh, it's a new book. It's a new book she's writing. <laughs> It's uh, new Bush, uh, is, I, right. it, it, how to it, get out of murder. She was giving it uh, to her mom. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, it, not that's not what it is. It's uh, it's just a new book. And I just uh, uh, it's a fa- it's a fascinating story. I'm not sure that there is a uh, podcast about that story yet. But if there, well, is, there needs to be. Yeah, there needs to be for sure. Um, it's just wild,
2: especially for all these
0: true crime moms that makes you wonder is
2: she a true crime mom and then it makes me wonder is all this true crime that my wife is watching gonna make her uh, i'm not rich enough for her to kill me she
0: no she has no (laughs) interest what good would that do her
2: it would would do no good for her oh
0: now what oh now i have to now i have to now yeah
2: yeah now i have to do everything alone yeah okay
0: all right well i guess i'll keep him around uh Anyway, so I, I thought maybe ending on something like that would be the way that I would be satisfied, and now that I've done that, I'm not particularly happy that I ended on that. Uh, anything? Remember, remember
2: everything about the, the Mormon hack I gave up? Let's bring that back. Yeah,
0: okay, okay, okay. That's not... Um. Let's see. Uh. No, I already did that one. Uh, I guess we can just sort of end there. No, nope, because that one's not good either. Jeez, I've got a and lot of a bummer stories no. I haven't shared. Um... Well, I hope you're well. That's all. That's all I've got to end this thing out. Trying to think if there's any great news stories. And all I've got is like, uh, oh, here we go. Awesome. First Latter-day Saint Tongan branch has been created in Missouri. I thought that was cool. Oh, wow. It's in Trenton, Missouri. It's part of the far west Missouri stake. Now has its first Tongan branch. Uh, the ward and branch share the hour of meetings such as Sunday School Primary Relief Society and Elders Quorum, but they have separate sacrament meetings, and the branch has 87 members. There we go.
2: I'll tell you, if you're in that area and you hear of a uh, activity where there's going to be food at a Tongan branch, you go to that activity.
0: Have you ever been? No, not but I... That, I'm, not to that branch, but in general no,
2: to, like... a Tongan yeah well in on my mission i was in australia there was a lot of Tongans and samoans some a lot of you know islanders there and whenever they threw a party it was one of the best things you've ever gone to yeah like you know um they'd cook pigs in the ground they cook things in the ground they pull it out of the ground and it's the best food you've ever eaten you you know back then i could eat a lot i can't now but you know i would come away so full and people would still be giving me food
0: bring it (laughs) so that sounds great it's
2: it's they had and they're and they're so welcoming they're some of the best
0: people in the world the the islander people so. yeah i love it all right i know you're not ready for this so let's get to it we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body and that
2: if you if you feel good enough this week you feel good enough next week
0: yeah it's something like that and when the time comes you'll be able to travel home in safety in the meantime chris at alpine lakes travel rick mcgee debbie wanless and chocolate cake bites podcast we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of, of cultural, cultural, hall. cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.